first introduced into Dark Souls, I think that a lot of people have this experience. Like, you hear about Dark Souls, uh, you hear it's like the hardest game ever, um, and so you decide to go the Let's Play route. So I first heard about Dark Souls through like a Let's Play where I watched the whole thing, you know, I got sort of familiar with the mechanics through the Let's Play. Now, they got it just seems like a, you know, a fun idea. And then I picked it up and I found it, you know, very, very, you know, engaging and rewarding. Just to, you know, go back to the conversation that you were having before, I agree, right? I think that, you know, Dark Souls is probably the last game, not just Japanese game, but the last game I remember, like, sort of launching a genre, yeah, like like dark like the Dark Souls like like we're still in the phase where like you know post Doom where like all FPSs are called like Doom clones, and so but now like we have this new line of games that are just essentially Dark Souls clones that they range from you know Lords of the Fallen to that really you know shitty game called The Surge that came out a few. Actually, I've yeah. heard Lord of the Fallen is shitty, but Surge is actually a little bit better, actually, I think. Well, but yeah, you, you got e- Aether coming, you got Cold Vein, which is anime souls, etc. You got Dark Mouse, which you play as a little mouse with Dark Souls mechanics. Yeah. You have Neo, and like right now, they're still, like, they're still Dark Souls clones because they wear their inspiration so heavily on their sleeve. But I think it's interesting as we get further and further with more and more deviations, things you know stop being Dark Souls clones, and we sort of have this new genre emerging, so emergent yeah. genre that it's starting and that happened with open world games by the way for a while every sandbox game was just called a grand theft auto clone and it became clear that after a few years oh uh this isn't a clone this is an entirely new form of gameplay and uh what's interesting about this you know again this is all based off two weeks of playing dark souls 3 is that it it doesn't particularly feel necessarily new to me what it feels like it feels fresh while also feeling weirdly like i didn't realize how nostalgic i was for getting my ass kicked in video games i didn't realize how my hand has been being held by so many of these western developers for the last 15 or so years since the xbox 360 launched i didn't realize how easy i had it yeah and i get in here and I am, I, I, I'm telling you, two, uh, two weeks ago, I pop in the game, I create my character, I spend 15 minutes, uh, I make, you know, my character this old lady, sorceress, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, hey, Oblivion, Skyrim, custom characters, like, blah, blah, blah. Then I immediately walk into the first map, go up to a demon, and get slaughtered instantly, because <laughs> I didn't block. And the... Uh, it's that simple. Like, this is a game where you die over and over and over again. This is a video game. This is the BDSM of AAA gaming. <laughs> well, I, see, I don't know. I think that Dark Souls, and this is not going to be, you know, an original kind of uh, observation, but I think Dark Souls gets an unfair reputation. Because even, you know, as I talked about my experiences, for being really hard. And Dark Souls, you know, all three of them are not that hard. And they're not that unforgiving. If you want to see unforgiving, like System Shock 2 was unforgiving, where you could spend like 40 hours playing System Shock 2, like spec all in sort of charisma and they get to the last boss and can't win. And you're like, oh, well, there goes the game. It's like Dark Souls is a very, very well-designed game insofar as that you can, you know, as long as you're aware of the, the, uh, the, mechanics you're you know you're paying attention yes. you're not you know you're thinking you're not rushing into situations you know without considering what's going on uh you can you can win with 
any build, you can win with any weapons, you can win with any armor. Uh, that's where I guess the phrase "get good" comes from because yes. you really don't have to. You don't have to have any sort of out, you know, sort of outfitting like you would with a, a sort of a World of Warcraft, where if you don't have the right armor, you're just done. Like you're simply done. But I will say this, you know, the Dark Souls for me, the games that it's most reminiscent of, and you know, this might just be me, are like squad based uh, military shooters, like. Uh, like sorry, like Rainbow Six, because it's that sort of like deep consideration before going into sort of engagements where it's like, oh yeah, if I get hit twice, I'm dead. That is so like is the kind of pacing that Dark Souls has. Yeah, we're like yeah, go ahead. yeah. So it's like it's pacing. You like you said the key word is like pacing and patience. Like you can people have beaten this game without dying once because they were patient, and it wasn't necessarily because they were the best players. It's just because. It, Dark Souls. So, uh, one of the key mechanics of the th- of the game is stamina. Right, you can only hit somebody so many times before you run out of stamina and you can't um, hit them anymore. And that really went against what was going on at the time, where you had st- some games like Ninja Gaiden and Devil May Cry series. I, excuse, I should say Ninja Gaiden Black and Sigma, the the resurgence of Ninja Gaiden and Devil May Cry, and those type of action games, where it's just all attack, 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 nonstop. But Dark Souls is a game where if you try to do that, you will get crushed um, very quickly. You have to consider every move you make, and if you're careful with it, you you won't get hit. You you won't die uh, because the game is very fair about this. But every but you're always uh, teased like, okay, if I'm fighting this boss, I don't, he only has a, you know a little sliver of health left. I should only hit him one time and then roll away. But if I hit him two times, I'm actually kill him. And every time you will make that gamble to say, all right, I'm gonna hit him two times, and then he's gonna smack you, and then you're gonna be dead. And that's the fun of Dark Souls is that you always end up defeating yourself more than the game. Yeah, and I mean, that's when it gets in your head, right? Because, you know, as you say, like, Dark Souls is also very reminiscent. Like, when you're when you're at your best as a player in Dark Souls, it's a, the equivalent of a Devil May Cry. Yes. You know, you feel invincible. You can go from combat to combat to combat, rolling, dodging, blocking, parrying, you know, getting that rhythm, being in the zone, and you'll just never, like, get hit, and you'll feel invincible. But you make one mistake, and you know, take two hits or take one hit, they put you, put you in the back foot, and suddenly you're in your own head, and you're dead. Like you're like you're your worst enemy in Dark Souls, like absolutely, because it's like as long as you're confident, you know, you can get through the game, uh, you know, with patience and perseverance and, you know, just staying in like the zone. But the moment you get inside your own head and go, OK, well, should I block? Should I do this? It's it's, it's a it's a done it's a done deal. And so I think that it's it's unique as a power fantasy. You know, you know, we're talking about games, you know, games of this genre, you know, the action RPG genre, the sort of like action character action game genre as like power fantasies. It's like it's a very, very grounded. This one. is a meritocratic fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> the fantasy that if you're actually good at something, you can win. Well, it, it, uh, I, I, you know, that that is kind of interesting you bring up because my um my first impression with Dark Souls was actually with Demon Souls. Like I just heard everybody online talking about how great this new game was, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna try it." No, even though it was hard because I don't necessarily like hard games, but if you tell me a game's hard, I'm gonna fucking try it. Like is like I'm not the guy who go who has to play on hard mode and everything. That's that's not important to me. But don't tell me there's a game that's too hard for me to play because fuck you, I can do it. I'm a gamer, goddammit. it. And 
when I got Demon Souls the first time, it was actually like really hard because Demon Souls is the hardest one of all, them all. It's the least um, forgiving. It's the most obscure. I actually think, but I also actually think it's the, probably the best one with the best themes and the best storylines and the and the best you know setting. Uh, but it was so hard to actually put it down for a few months uh, after you know playing through the first level because I didn't really get it. And that wasn't a uncommon occurrence. Actually, when the game launched initially, uh, I mean, before it launched, when they were showing the when From Software was showing the game around to like Sony and whatever, Sony played in like thought it was shit. They thought they said it was. I think the the quote was the guy said uh, when the exec said this is the worst game I've ever played. And I can really see that happening because it's a game you kind of have to explain to people why it's good if they have or if they aren't familiar with it because it's so slow it's, uh, in, in comparison to other games because it's uh, very plotting because you can get wrecked and not even really know what's happening to you sometimes because you can get stun locked and, and this and that. So this game... Um, when you talk about meritocratic, the reason it became this huge franchise is because there was something in this initial game, Demon Souls, that not even the people publishing it um, could recognize. It was the fans who built this game up into um, what it was. And that's why Sony actually doesn't have the exclusive on Dark Souls, because they thought it was a mistake to pa- uh, publish Demon Souls in the first place. No, I was gonna say, and, and really, it's the fans. Like this, Demon Souls and Dark Souls were cult hits. Like it's the fans that make the game even bearable. Like like the folk knowledge required to, I think, really succeed, quote unquote, because there is no succeeding at Demon Souls and Dark Souls. They're just you're doing a little bit better every time. Yeah, like the 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 untold mechanics like it's a game that has so much emergent gameplay and so not not to mention the emergent storylines but so much emergent gameplay that you just have to you know be involved in the community you have to go to the wiki you have to see what yes. people are saying about the game like who could possibly figure out world tendency in demon souls one of the things I really love and which has saved my life so far on more times than I can count is the note system that you can leave uh you know, a guy leaves a note saying there's an enemy ahead or try, uh, it said try charging with an attack uh, immediately and, or something like that. Or like charge immediately, charge enemy immediately. And I said, well, why, why is that guy leaving a note saying charge enemy immediately? I'm just walking around, you know, the haunted castle filled with demons. And I ignore the note and I walk ahead and I hit the, uh, hit the demon with my sword and it transforms into like a giant... <laughs> like fucking Akira blob beast and instantly rips my head off. Oh, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's why, that's why you pay attention to the notes. You charge immediately and you kill him before you can transform. Yeah, so but that's that's kind of one of the innovations that Dark the community Souls features are really interesting because they're not they're. There, there's potential to do lots of different things. Like you could help someone out, but. You know, lots of people lie too. You could lie. Yeah, there's no one stopping you from from leaving a note that says, you know, it's safe ahead and then boom, there's a bunch of demons who will just rip you into pieces. The good one is the t- when you tell people to dive off this cliff and, yeah. and it just sends you to your death because sometimes you are supposed to dive off a cliff in this game without knowing where it's going to go and you live, but um it presents all this these opportunities for trolling but that's that's one of the innovations i wanted to talk about with this game because it was like one of the first maybe the first to have this really 
asynchronous online uh, element to it where players would const- could leave messages to one another um, where they could see like you could see the ghosts of other players while they're playing. You can see the ghost of them after they died and you can see how they died. And that ha- lets you know what's coming up ahead or that you need to pre- be prepared. And it's just such a brilliant idea of having, you know, taking, you know, maybe kind of massive online elements, but catering them to a mostly single player game. Oh, yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think that, you know, like I said before, without that community, without that sort of level of multiplayer engagement, the game would probably be unmanageable. Yeah. Uh, if not unmanageable, you would miss maybe half of the content. Oh, the yeah. game is very sort of like Metroidvania in the way it's actually constructed. I know we've, we've had a lot of Castlevania games in sort of the 3D genre, I guess you'd call it. But like no game feels more like Castlevania, the old sort of, uh, you know, Aria of Sorrow, you know, Symphony of the Night Castlevania games than Dark Souls does. Because it really, ju- it, it really it's, it's is. The aesthetics are on point. The stats are on point. And, you know, you've done uh, so many shows about Berserk. And Berserk is one of the biggest yes. influences of Dark Souls, Absolutely. the Dark Souls series, especially uh, where it comes to the, the, the creature designs. Yeah, yes. They lift, lift a lot of the monsters straight from uh, Berserk, straight, like just straight up uh, stealing from uh, a boy. But I think I'm pretty sure he knows and he's a, a fan of it. They it, like even like some of the weapons too, like you pick up uh, Guts' sword, except in uh, Dark Souls, of course, it's uh, all rusty and uh, broken and cracked. And uh, but yeah, like so, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about you know the world and the lore of Dark Souls and how how and the, how it uniquely functions with the community because if you play this game by yourself without logging on and looking up stuff you're gonna miss at least like as, as you said like ha- at least half the storyline and the path that you get you're not gonna really understand uh, if you in order to understand all the characters all the things you have to do things like read all the uh descriptions for all the items you pick up you need to go on the wiki see what other people have found out because there's storylines in this game that only play out if you play the game in a certain way and it's kind of an open world game so you can skip a lot of parts you can skip whole levels i remember the first time i played um, Dark Souls, like I skipped whole like bosses and levels because you don't have to fight everything, you don't have to go anywhere, and you can miss out on huge chunks of the game sometimes if you are not if you're not um, familiar with it. But the community has filled in this huge gap. There's huge wikis for e- every um, game that's come out in this series, which uh, and you know you they couldn't have done this if the game if the first Demon Souls came out like a few years earlier, right? You wouldn't have because the wiki wasn't as much of a thing now uh but there's these huge wikis for everything and there's there's also like a lot of youtubers who talk about things like dark souls lore there's this guy named vati vidya who makes like these 30 45 minute videos explaining the story of uh dark demon souls and dark souls and all the stories of all the characters and the bosses that you get hints of in the game but unless you're paying like super close attention you're not going to be able to piece it together and i found out a really interesting fact about why this game is why this game is so detailed and also very obscure and it's because the creator uh what was his, what's his name uh hidetaka uh, miyazaki 
he grew up very poor, and he uh, didn't have the greatest uh, education. So, but he loved he lo- even though he loved to read, he didn't have the greatest uh, opportunities for education. And and actually, Miyazaki, when he was growing up, reading books and these these fantasy novels and these storylines and whatever, when he was reading them, he didn't understand a lot of what was going on. So he had to kind of fill in the blanks in his mind. And so when he and you fast forward 20 years and he's making these uh, Dark Souls video games, he decides himself, you know, that's actually more fun in a lot of ways. So he leaves a lot of these details in the background or doesn't uh, explain them fully because he thinks it's more fun for fans to try and piece them together themselves when they're playing the game as opposed to having, you know, 10 minute cutscenes explaining everything in the game. Oh, yeah, 100%. The story you tell yourself is always going to be better than any story they could come up with. It's going to be more personal, going to be more, you know, emergent. And I will say this, even though that Dark Souls, you know, the Dark Souls, Demon Souls, you know, even Bloodborne, I guess Bloodborne stories tends to be a little bit more, like, apparent. In, apparent, yeah. Um, Like, despite having, you know, a storyline that you can essentially, you know, either completely ignore or, you know, delve really deeply into it, you know, the the world building of dark souls like the world building of bloodborne the world building of demon souls you know it makes you want to know more about yes. the world like it makes you like it really makes you want to sort of understand what's going on and you know there are a lot of games i've played through that have a story that's in your face that could care i, I care nothing about but when it comes to dark souls even though the story is you know some ways told piecemeal like you said through item descriptions through sort of like brief cutscenes through sort of just like architecture and geometry in the world like it makes you want to understand what's going on there like i i think the best example the best thing i compare to for somebody who doesn't play dark souls or doesn't play video games is like you know the first lord of the rings movie where you see those two like massive statues and there's like a waterfall going next to them but they don't really explain what they are and uh, what function they are who built them why they're there like i feel like if you're the person who's wondering like how those statues get there why are those massive colossi there you're somebody who could get a lot of dark souls to hear the full episode subscribe at patreon.com slash struggle session like what you hear want to hear more check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or strugglesession.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.